We're joined by Tony Smith-Thompson, who's the director of the New York State Office for the uh, Drug Policy Alliance. On Tuesday of this week, Governor, Governor Kathy Hochul delivered her uh, annual State of the State address, laying out the priorities uh, for the coming year. And we've asked Tony to come on to address some of the uh, issues that uh, the governor raised and didn't raise with respect um, to uh, drug policy uh, treatment and, and other issues. So, so Tony, what were some of the things that you were encouraged to hear the governor talking about on Tuesday? Well, I think going into the state of the state, we knew she was going to focus on uh, public safety and we knew she was going to focus on housing. And so we were looking to see what she was going to say, whether she was going to mention anything specifically regarding the opioid, um, the overdose crisis. And we knew that it would probably be covered in the book. We didn't know if she would mention it in her remarks, which she did. So it's good to know that it's on her radar enough that she is addressing it in her remarks. Um, and and I think it also fell short. Now, I, I did read an article earlier this week that uh, I guess a lot of the overall overdose deaths, I guess uh, over 700, close to 700 in the last year, uh, many is that... Fr- is due to the fentanyl issue. Has the governor put forth the type of steps that we need to deal with that that issue and other related issues? I think what was concerning in her remarks today and in the book is that with regard to fentanyl and the drug supply, that she's calling for increased criminal penalties to address fentanyl, calling for increased law enforcement measures to kind of increase crackdowns on the fentanyl fentanyl and the supply, and also proposing to schedule additional substances in the controlled substances list. And we don't need more criminalization. We don't need more criminal penalties. That's what got us here where we are today, war on drugs policy is what is helping to drive the um, adulterated drug drug supply. Now, I understand one of the issues that advocates have been looking at is, uh, you know, support for the idea for a safe place where where people can, can, can use it. You know, why is that a good idea and why hasn't the state sort of embraced that concept yet? It's a great question. We were really hoping and looking to see whether she would finally come around to supporting overdose prevention centers. We uh, know that the first and only two in the country are here in New York, specifically in New York City. They have been open solely with private funding and are struggling to stay open without the government's um, funding support. And to be a bold leader, as New York says it is, it needs to put money behind these interventions that are life-saving. They've intervened in nearly 700 overdoses in just over a year. And this is really important. I mean, I think one of the things that is encouraging is that in the state of the state, Hochul, Governor Hochul did um, state her intention to increase access to drug checking, checking technology which is good. But I think at this point, we know that most of the supply has fentanyl in it. So it's really not a question of whether there is fentanyl in the supply, but how much, what else is in it and what people can do with that information. And from the time that I've spent at On Point NYC, which runs the overdose prevention centers, some of the ways that people are using the information that they have when they're able to test their drugs is they're able to use their um, they're able to use their supply safely in the consumption space um, and be monitored while they're using. And so, if the 
if the supply has a certain percentage of fentanyl, people may choose to use less of the supply than they normally would have. But even that is, um, it's uncertain. And so people are not sure how their body may react. And it's really important for people to have a safe space where they are monitored, where they're receiving compassionate care, because just knowing what's in the supply, that's a really good part of it. But without a safe place to use, people are still at risk of fatally overdosing. Yeah, I know in my own uh, community, uh, quite a few, actually, um, of my uh, son who attended a local high school, sort of a rural suburban community, uh, have overdosed. Um, one of them in the bathroom at the uh, local steward's convenience store. And so when you talk about, you know, increase in criminal penalties, that doesn't seem to really respond to the present situation and aren't a lot of the drug companies also being hold financially liable for actually you know peddling this and and really spreading around particularly opioids yeah new york state has a pot of about two billion dollars now in opioid settlement funds and these funds these funds are the result of people dying and it's really important to remember that and the purpose of the funds is specifically to stop people from dying to support people who are struggling with substance use. And that means taking the boldest action we know how to take in order to really repair to the extent we can the harms of the opioid crisis, right? Um, and so that's what that money is for. It's a specific pot of money to intervene, to support people. And we need to be using that money um, for, the, for those purposes, including funding overdose prevention centers, which they can. Now, are other states beginning to to wake up more to the need to take, uh, you know, I guess more aggressive um, remedial efforts or, or is, you know, New York sort of common in terms of how states are responding to the situation? No, other states are beginning to are looking at ways to do just that. There are other states looking to use settlement funds for exactly this purpose. And um, if New York wants to remain a leader, uh, it needs to take bolder action. Right? New York is going to fall behind. Now, I know that the um, head of the uh, health department uh, has been been uh, is departed if she's not already left. Um, has you know as as part of that process in terms of finding that replacement is that going to be one of the issues that, for instance, senators you know, question them about, about what their policies are, you know, it's just, well, you know, what can the state legislature do at this point to, to step in to push the whole administration more? Well, one thing the legislature can do, and we will be pushing for the legislature to do this session, is to pass the Safer Consumption Services Act. And so the legislature does have the ability to pass legislation to authorize overdose prevention centers um, across the state, so that existing organizations that provide certain harm reduction services can expand to offer this additional service. So that's one thing that the legislature can do. And Governor Hochul can act on her own as well, which is what we are calling on her to do, right? To declare a public health crisis, which is what we're in, to make a pathway to authorize and fund overdose prevention centers. Uh, are there other issues that the uh, Drug Policy Alliance is looking to see both the legislature and, and the governor move forward uh, in this new legislative session? We're definitely um, going to be monitoring or interested to um, interested to make sure that we're continuing as a state to move away from criminalizing people who use drugs and continuing to 
uh, implement measures that keep people out of the carceral system altogether, right? To really reduce contact with the carceral system, reduce contact with law enforcement. It was mentioned a little bit in the governor's state of state of the state uh, address um, in, book, in the book specifically to kind of increase funding on certain alternatives to incarceration measures. It's not enough. And sometimes diversion programs um, fall short because they're temporary and because people have to have contact with the criminal legal system in order to access those services. So we're really looking for ways like overdose prevention centers and similar other similar interventions where people can get support without having to have any contact with the criminal legal system and really addressing substance use as a public health issue because that's what it is. So we have about a minute left. We've been talking with... um... Tony Smith-Thompson, director of the New York State Office for the Drug Policy Alliance. If the listeners want to get more information, if they want to contact the the governor or lawmakers, how can they inform themselves about this issue and how to help try to solve it? You can certainly follow us, underscore DPA, underscore NY. Uh, follow us on Twitter to see the latest on our efforts around the overdose prevention centers and getting them authorized and funded. You can certainly go on our primary website as well, drugpolicy.org, for the um, full breadth of the work that we're doing across the country. Well, thank you very much for taking the time with us today. And this has been uh, Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.